Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm and I'm And today we have an interesting show. We're talking about a couple of different things. We're talking about does the third person stay the night or go home? What's the best position to fall asleep in? Checking in with the girl the next day, hadn't signals, telling girls I love you, all of that good stuff. So it's an exciting show. What do you like better, babe? Do you like it better when the girl spends the night or do you like it better when she goes home? I think it depends on the connection that you had with the girl. If they're a really close friend and things went well, then there's no reason why they should have to leave. Snuggles are some of the best parts of a threesome. But there have definitely been times when I was trying to get the girl out of my house as quickly as possible. So the option is always there. I would have to say, um, I think most of the times you're trying to get the girl out very quickly. It's not actually after the first time doing it. Yeah. Normally, when we have a threesome, we really enjoy sleeping with the girl. It's just after like night five or something, like, oh fuck, like, how do I get them to leave now? It's not normally the first night. Yes, yeah, spe- specifically night for me, night five is always the worst. And then it gets, I mean, it gets progressively worse, but night five is when like problems always start happening, regardless of the girl in the situation. After five nights of her snuggling my boyfriend, I'm like, get out. <laughs> You're done. There was one time when the girl did not want to spend the night. And we really wanted her to, and it kind of felt weird that she left. Yeah, I had planned this whole pancake breakfast that we were going to have with her, and we were going to like go to a park, and it was going to be this really nice day, and then she just like grabbed her stuff and left. And I was like, wait, wait, you just ruined my whole date night plan. Like, <laughs> but I guess she had to go back to school or something. Like, yeah, it almost felt weird. It almost felt weird that we didn't snuggle. It was kind of like... Impersonal. Yeah, we were like, we just had sex, and then you're, you're leaving? 
<laughs> but I guess it's different for every couple. It's just we like to snuggle. We like that like connection. Yeah. I think whether a person stays or not kind of needs to be specified beforehand. You can't always know ahead of time how you're going to feel, but I would definitely talk with your partner about which way you're leaning and what your options are and how to communicate to each other once you've made up your mind. Because if all three people are in the bed, you can't always just roll over and say like, hey, babe, like it's time for her to go. Um, and still refuses to learn sign language despite my attempts. So literally sometimes we like have little hand signals or I'll like text him when she's in the bathroom so that she can't hear and I'll be like, yeah, this is a no-go, like, she needs to leave, and then we'll, like, come at it together, but you need to make sure that you're on the same page as your partner, otherwise that could get some weird feelings mixed up. Yeah, we do have, a, like, a little code. I remember at one point, we were having quite a few threesomes, and we developed, like, a yes or no system, and it was just, like, a tap. Like, a lot of times we would go into a date, and we weren't sure if we were going to sleep with the person. Sometimes we'd even make it back home, and we'd be watching a movie, and I still wasn't sure and giving me a clear yes or no. So we developed like a system where if I tapped her twice on the leg or something, it would mean a yes. And if no, I No, it was one, like it was a hand squeeze. So like one long hand squeeze was yes and two squeezes was no. So we're like snuggling this girl and Ricky would reach over and grab my hand and like squeeze me and I could like make up my mind. Um, because a lot of times, <laughs> not even sure if it's gonna happen until we're there. None, like, it's, it's yeah, like, like the girl can be like <laughs> naked on our bed and I'll be like, mm, maybe, like, <laughs> I've, I've gotten a lot better about this, but it was hard in the beginning when I didn't know what my type was yet, and we were finding the girls that were the hottest. I was finding girls that I wanted to look like, right? So they were these tall, blonde girls, and they were beautiful, and it turns out that wasn't technically my type. I actually ended up finding that I had better times sometimes with shorter brown girls, like, who had boobs and butts, and it was like, oh okay, like this is a whole other game. But in the beginning when I was like, you're hot, I should be into this, but I'm not into this. It was hard sometimes and to decide which way I wanted to swing. She often just discovered that she was not into them at the last moment while we're in bed <laughs> snuggling them. And I had to be like, all right, I'm just gonna back away now. We're just here to cuddle. We're not here to have a threesome. Yeah, <laughs> that was awkward, but we learned. What about sleeping? What are your favorite positions to sleep? I know what mine are, but I wanna hear what yours are. Oh. Again, it depends on the girl. It's interesting how every threesome is so different. Um, if I like the girl and she is into me, sometimes it's nice for me to be in the middle because then I'm getting spooned by two hot people and getting head scratches and it's all warm and snuggly. Wait, wait so you're talking about a triple spoon? There's uh, no way for you to spoon both of them. No, we're like I'm you... I'm spooning you. I mean... You're spooning her. There's, there's lots of different combinations here. It's like a good... Like a good seven layer chip dip. There's legs and arms and it's all just kind of together. But sometimes I like being in the middle, but I'd say more often than not in the middle and then me and the other girl just kind of are spooned into him. Like we have our chest, no, we have our head on his chest and then we can kind of look at each other and hold hands or whatever. Yeah, that's my favorite as well. I think it's probably the most comfortable way to sleep while including both girls. Cause you get to give them equal attention and you can like scratch their heads and and it's nice. Back scratches. Back scratches are a 10 out of 10. The one thing I don't recommend is leaving one person out of it. You and your girlfriend like cuddle and you leave the other girl to like curl off by herself or you and the other girl cuddle and leave your girlfriend to curl off. Both That's of them an are even kinda, worse option, people. Don't do that one. Both of them are not good solutions. I mean, in the morning when you wake up, anything kind of goes. But when you fall asleep, it's really good to try and include everyone. Even if it's just a hand touching them or something like that, you want to make sure there's physical contact and that no one feels left out. Okay, so you've had the threesome, she spent the night, 
and in the morning she's gone. Two questions. Do you think we should, as a couple, check in on her? Make sure she got home, everything like that? Yes. I would always say that regardless of how the threesome went, if it was good or not, it's always polite to check in with the person the next day, make sure they got home safe, make sure that their mental space is all good. You know, you don't have to be friends with them forever, but they were involved in your life in a fairly intimate way, and I think it's kind to all parties just to kind of wrap things up and, you know. Make sure everyone enjoyed it. and. And if they didn't enjoy it as well, like, it's really good to know what you can do to fix things next time. Always or... be improving. Yeah, I think it's really important to talk with them afterwards. Okay. okay, but here's another scenario. Do you think it's okay for the boyfriend to contact her afterwards and check up on her? This is a tricky question uh, because he's getting better now, but he used to have very strange boundaries where we would sleep with a girl once or a couple of times, and then I would talk to her like a friend, you know, hey girl, what's up? You know, sending her cute dog pictures on Instagram, whatever. And then would be having like really long, intimate conversations with her or telling her like that he loved her. And I was like, okay, okay, wait a minute. No. First off, no. I was like, delete her, block her. We're never speaking to her again. Like you need to calm the fuck down. And then we learned that that was one of my boundaries. So can pretty much fully fuck in any direction, whatever girl I bring home, but he is not allowed to say that he loves them. And I would like the conversation to be kept friendly if that is the only relationship that I'm interested in pursuing. That's another thing to check in with your partner. I would say it's better to either have a group chat between the three of you or have the girlfriend do most of the communication just because, you know, feelings are tricky and jealousy and boundaries is tricky and I wouldn't want to lead someone on and let them think that they're going to get more out of, out of the relationship than they really are. One way that me and are a little bit different is that we share each other's Instagram account information. So even if I was talking to a girl, would see everything that I say to her. And it pops up on my screen. <laughs> so it's not like he's trying to hide it, right? I wasn't like sneaking through his phone and finding these things and being outraged, but it still made me uncomfortable that I knew how the girl was perceiving it, especially because most girls don't know that I'm seeing everything. So they think that this is like some private interaction they're having with it's this little secret that they get to keep, you know, between them and my boyfriend. And that's what's not okay to me. It usually wasn't what Ricky was saying. It was the idea that they thought I didn't know. Because that is one thing I'm not okay with is people thinking that they're keeping secrets from me. Yeah, just not down for that. <laughs> There's not really any reason that you should tell the other girl that you love her. I, but I guess the reason that I felt somewhat okay in doing it was it was not a girl that we met one time. It was girls that we had been having threesomes with for like many months or that we had known really well. The way that I perceive love is it starts as like a seed. It can start as something super small, but then it grows over time. And as you have shared adversity and as you've kept promises for multiple years, that same love becomes something more deep and more developed. It becomes a tree, it starts as a seed and becomes a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that I okay. love you. Okay, I was wait. thinking of a seed. Like, and also the other thing is like, I love my friends as well. Like I say, I love you to my, my guys as well. And I agree that, yeah, like they... The, the girls probably perceived it in the in, not in that way. They probably perceived it as Yeah, a, that's the important thing is no matter what thinks he was trying to say, right? He's like, oh, it was just a friendly I love you. I'm like, no girl that we just slept with for three weeks is taking that as a friendly I love you. She is reading so fucking far into this. Like, you need to stop leading her on. And he was like, I don't think she sees it like that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't even kid with me. Like, we know how she's reading this. Don't do that to her. So talk with your partner. Don't hide things. No secrets. 
Not good. So, a quick summary of today's episode. Should the person spend the night or go home? We vote yes. We vote she should stay, at least for the night. Five nights for <laughs> too much, so <laughs> just make, it, make sure you're very clear about that, though. If you don't want someone to spend the night every night for the next couple weeks, just make sure you're adding in that separation. Like, we've got to go do something tomorrow, and then you have an escape route. And then if you decide that you want her to come back again, then invite her again. But make sure you have a little bit of separation where you're like, well, you know, tomorrow we've got to go do something. Yeah. She's not just going to assume that she can stay and leave her stuff and, like, set up in your house. And then we talked about the best positions to fall asleep. My favorite is when I'm in the middle, I'm giving the girls head scratches. <laughs> likes that, too. I have to say my back kind of hurts in the morning, but... <laughs> It's hundred percent worth it. Yeah, I would never. I've, I'm happy to lose a couple hours of sleep to sleep with two beautiful girls on my chest. That's the best trade in the world. Uh, also likes the triple spoon, but she only likes being in the middle when she really likes the girl that we've slept with. Which has rarely happened. Less than a handful of times have I really wanted to be in the middle, but on those occasions it was quite nice. And sometimes if we really like her too, the the other girl <laughs> will go in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then we can both snuggle her or something. I don't know. Lots of different combinations. There's make, a lot of Mix and match as you please. There's a lot of responsibility being in the middle, though. Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then as for if you should check in with the girl the next day and how you should be talking with them, I would just discuss this with your partner. Keep it open. Really share how you're feeling and come up with a way to communicate while the girl's in the room because you would be surprised how many times plans are changing or your mind might change about a boundary that you set earlier in the day, whether that's texting your partner or hand signals or coming up with like a little way to get that message across. It's important to, yeah, a wink, a nod, a weird bird call, you know, whatever it takes. Just make sure you have a way to communicate with your partner so you don't get, so that you don't get stuck in that, you know, deer in headlights where they're waiting for you to make a choice and you don't know how to tell them because she's sitting right there looking at you. Just plan ahead of time. I think it's really important to talk to the girl the next day, but the safer bet is to let your girlfriend do the talking. Make sure that if you do contact a girl by yourself, that your partner knows and is aware and is okay with what you're saying. Make sure you're not hurting your partner in saying something to the other girl. If you want to hear some crazy fucking stories and hear our pain and our suffering and our joy and all of that good stuff firsthand, then check out our book. It's on Amazon. It's available in print and as an ebook, and it'll soon be an audiobook. If you have any other questions or comments or want to talk to us or see what we look like, <laughs> then check us out on Instagram. Our Instagram is how to have threesomes, and we hope you have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Peace. <laughs>